Well, thank you so much, Benji and the band for this wonderful, wonderful time of worship and what a great song choice. You love these songs? Great, fantastic. Which one cheer you up since we started? Which one is really going into your vibe? Be that my vision. Sorry? Same. Same? Benji? So pleased. Now, I'm very brief. I have a question. You don't need to answer this loud, but inwardly. What situation are you facing just now in your life? Or what kind of a situation likely you could be facing in the next coming days? Is there something in your life that is making you to be afraid? Maybe you fear for the adult losing a job, for the younger ones maybe losing a friend, or losing your girlfriend or your boyfriend. All your friends around you just disappearing. Is there any situation where you are feeling, I am hopeful for this, or maybe you're feeling, this is so overwhelming. And also hopeless maybe about it. And sometimes you don't know where to turn to. Maybe you are struggling to find a reason or a stamina to keep going. The good news tonight, God brought all of us here. He has offered us a wonderful invitation. And the invitation is that, uh, as you can see on the screen, that we may turn our eyes to him in prayer rather than despair. that we may turn our eyes to him in prayer rather than despair. Now, there's a, a lovely story in the Bible that this week, in fact, since last Sunday, um, when we were just planning this, and Benji said to me, what are the songs crossing your mind? Or what, no, what are the themes? I said, Benji, give me some time. Not that it was putting pressure on me. But interesting, he had the same thought. And so this passage, we don't have time tonight to read, but you can have it as your bedtime reading before you go to bed. Just a few verses. So it's in the Old Testament. 
And it is in the book called Chronicles. That's sometimes a weird name, isn't it? Chronicles. But the Chronicles are first Chronicle, but this one is on the second Chronicles and chapter 20. You can read the story there. The story goes like this. Once upon a time, there was a king by the name of Jehoshaphat. And he was the king of Judah. And so he received an intelligent report that he and his people were being attacked by a huge force. And as a king, my goodness, he looked at his army and he realized they were outnumbered by this attack that were coming against them. So he was fearful, but he did not let himself be carried away by fear or despair. So he decided, the one thing I want to do is to look to God in prayer. That's a good king, isn't it? And not only him, but he called all his people, say, look, we are outnumbered, and the only thing we can do right now, rather than being in despair, we need to look to God in prayer. And in this prayer, there are so many ingredients that can help us to also in time of this attack that might come to us in any situation, we may use some of these ingredients in the prayer because it is a prayer which is anxious to touch the heart of God. That's prayer. It's, it's anxious to touch the heart of God. And so one of those ingredients is the one you see there. It is about praising God's sovereign power. Now this is interesting because you are attacked and you are praying, but your prayer begins by praising God for who he is. If we can use some of this hymn, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God goes before us in our battle, nothing can stop us. And recognize God is sovereign. You can read the story there. You made the heavens. You are great. Not that uh, as he prays God is making uh, the head of God be big, think, ha ha, they recognize who I am. But actually, it is uh, us uh, recognizing he is able to do something we cannot do. But it is also a prayer, this prayer which touches the heart of God, it is a prayer not only praising God for his sovereign power, but as we can see, it is also reminding God's action and promises in the past. 
The king looked in the past and said, God, this and 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 that and that, you did all these things. In fact, you promised us that when something happened, if we do this, then that's going to happen. And so he is bringing some of these things in the past which brought glory to God. But also finding in the Bible some of the promises of God. Because when God promised something, He's not like our politician these days, which they promise just to get into power, and once they're there, they forget about it. But when God promised something, he stick to his promises. Remembering in the past. When I was reading this, I was thinking, when I was in the Congo, at least twice I was involved in an accident. I nearly died. And then when I came to Scotland, started learning, I passed my driving license in December. And then the snow. The first night, I really, I'm like, that's it? And so there were episodes in my life where I saw God intervening. I'm sure you have a lot. As a prayer, reminding God of his past action and the promises. But also there's another ingredient there which is as a, this uh, king not only praised God's power, he reminded his past, but then he come to a place, he's pleading for God's help. Look at what he says at the end of that prayer. Oh, our God, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. That is uh, recognizing that uh, this situation, only God can do something and we have a complete confidence and reliance on him. Now what struck me is this. Normally, and, there's, and there's, it's, it's, it's not wrong, normally when you panic, the first thing we are told is to cry for help, isn't it? That's the first thing, is help. What is interesting, in this prayer, the guy did, and his people did not start from help, but they started from lifting God on high. It is a challenge. I say in a Saturday morning, we gather for prayer. And sometimes we begin the prayer by praising God. But the, the challenge we have, because the challenge is in our mind, is easy to go, give me, give me, give me, rather than lifting the name of God on high. Now, before I close, I remembered when I just moved here, I think one of the sermons I preached was still in Kilraimon was uh, about um, uh, a lady in the Bible by the name of Leah. Leah, my goodness, she loved her husband 
but the husband did not love her. And so she thought, what am I, how am I going to get the attention of my husband? Now for her, is uh, when she became pregnant, she thought, aha, I've given now a son to my husband. This time, my husband is going to love me. But there was no love coming. Another child, and when you read the story, she kept saying, this time, at least my husband is going to love me. And there was no love. Another child, this time the affection is going to be on me. And there was no love, no affection. And then the fourth one, when she gave birth to the fourth one, she decided, I'm not going to look for love this time. I'm going to praise the Lord. She said, this time I will praise the Lord. And he gave, she gave the name to this child by the name of Judah. And do you know the rest of the story? It is through Judah that Jesus came. Praising God is so powerful in our lives. And as we will continue, we will see that power after some songs. But here, we are invited to turn our eyes to God in prayer rather than despair. And what a prayer. Praising God, looking back in the past, bringing some of the God's promises, and then saying, help. And he's going to help. So we continue our story. When you read that passage, what you find that uh, this king by the name of Jehoshaphat and his people, as they prayed by praising the Lord, by reminding the Lord uh, of his past actions, but also remembering his promises and then pleading for help. This king was really lucky because he did not wait for a long, long time to get an answer from the Lord. Now, sometimes when you pray, it might take longer. But for this particular case, the answer was just there. And then God was touched. And so he sent someone to speak to these people and say to the king, king and your people, do not worry. Do not be afraid. Because what you are facing is not really your problem. It's not going to be your battle. It's going to be my battle, says the Lord. And so what the king did then, he praised the Lord loud and loud and loud and loud and loud. Praising the Lord loud and loud and loud and loud. But what was interesting, as they praised the Lord, the king decided, right, because God said, tomorrow you just march out against these people and you are going to defeat them. So the king said, right, after consulting the people, the king decided to appoint Benji, Tony, and the band, 
they are the one to go before the army. Can you imagine that? They are the one to go before the army so that they can do what? Sing the praises to the Lord. And so this praising God, it's interesting because it brings us to this thought. Praising God is a sign of confidence in God. That God is able to do something. Now, interesting, the, the, one of the hymns we sang there, in the middle of storm, I will still praise you. What is interesting, the song this choir or the praise band sang in front of the army. So the people with all the guns were behind, but the choir was in front facing the battle. And uh, I don't know whether someone has a Bible open because I like us to participate. Can someone read the song which this choir was singing? Just uh, read for us verse 21. Verse 21. Let's hear. Please read it a bit louder so that we can hear. Lindsay. What a short song. Thank you. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. That's what the choir sang. Now, as you can see that verse which was on the screen there, something happened. The Bible tells us, as they began to sing and praise, God started already working. As they just began to sing and praise. You see, friends, this is interesting. Now, I, I ask you the question. Did the choir just sang that, uh, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever, and then they stopped? Or did they sing it over and over and over and over and over as they kept going? I think when you read the, the, the thought there, it's the over and the over and the over. That's the piece they were just singing. Now, some of us, we don't like songs that keep repeating. We find that uh, this is just to keep repeating. But actually in the Bible, the repeating of the song gets into your mind, your heart, and your whole being. The truth of it grabs you. And we see that many a time, like one day another king was just seeing a vision as he was in the temple and saw the seraphim all the way singing or saying, when you read Isaiah, they were just saying these seraphim, these holy angels and powerful angels before God. All they say, holy, holy, holy Lord Almighty, the whole earth is full with your glory. Holy, holy, holy. You come to the New Testament, you find the same thing with the 24 living creatures in Revelation chapter 4. They say day and night, they never stop to say holy, holy, holy. Repeating, repeating. It's something that goes on. 
But interesting, it's not only the repeating, but that first, as they began just to sing, the Lord did something there. So praising God is a sign of confidence that God is able to do marvelous things. And the Lord won the battle. This is to tell us that the battle is not our battle. The battle belongs to God. When you think deeply about this, this is what exactly God did through Jesus Christ on the cross. This time, not with the singing, but with the silence. Not with the singing, but with the silence. But praising God is not only a sign of confidence in God, but also, as this last slide says, it is a fitting response to God's marvelous saving act. Because what happened in the story, as they went to the battle, God has already defeated the enemy. So all these people did is to find already that the victory is won. And all these people then did, King Jehoshaphat and his people, they praised the Lord. In fact, they did that in a valley, which is called a valley now of blessing, because they saw all those blessing. As they gather there, they praise the Lord. Now, we are not told them what song they sang at this moment, but I'm sure there must have been some songs they sang, they sang as well as they praised the Lord. The only song is the one before they went to battle. Did they sing that again there? We don't know, but probably that must have gripped them. But you see, when God has done something in our lives, we should praise him. Now, I'm an old-fashioned guy. So one song that really crossed my mind is, uh, is a song that was composed in 1963. I wasn't yet born. And this was uh, composed by Billy and Gloria Gaither. You know these uh, people in America. Now, this song, it says, he touched me. He touched me. The he is the Lord. So they, he must have, the composer, as he looked at what God did in his life, he said, he touched me. In other words, when you listen to the song, is uh, God uh, in that moment when the person was still yet a sinner and all the weight of sin was upon him, God touched this person and took away the burden of sin. And then the person began to have the desire to sing. Now, interesting is the only song probably if, if you want to be famous in, 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 in the world in those days, 
your song needed to be picked up by uh, um, someone who was known as the king of rock and roll. Do you know who's that? Who's that? Yeah, come on, young man. Exactly. If your song is picked by that guy, genius, if the song is picked by the guy, then that's something. Interesting, Elvis picked this song. He touched me. Do you know that to be a Christian, that the experience of the Lord touching us and the only fitting response we can give to him is to praise him. Among many other things the Lord has done in our lives, the one powerful thing is to save us from our sin, to be Christians. Like this morning, Angus, or Angus would say, the Lord through Angus Remind us, we were born in sin. But then the Lord in his mercy touched us. And we became as children. Praising God is a sign of confidence in God. But also a fitting response where the Lord has done something in our lives. Beside you becoming a child of God, can you look back last week, this week that's just ending, and see something of what God has done? And you can say, I want to praise him. Very soon we shall sing one of the songs we sang already, because it's touched my heart as I was preparing this, that if God is for us, who is against us? And we can sing even in the middle of the storm. But before we come to that, I really want us to take a moment of silence. Now, if you feel you want to say thank you to the Lord, either for your own salvation or for the salvation of a friend or your parent or, a, or your child or, or, or someone you have been praying for, or even you haven't yet seen that, but you want to say thank you to God because you are so powerful and you want to praise him, then please do so. We just say open perhaps five, two to five, three minutes to just hear some of the prayers. Might not be long. You can just say, thank you, God, for the gift of life. Thank you, God, that I can see. Thank you, God, that I can walk. I praise you that I am in school, that I have a food on my table. After a moment, I shall close. And if there is a particular thing that is bothering you, bring that to God in prayer. 
whether silently or you can say openly, and then we shall close after a few moments. Let's pray. Father, we give thanks to you for your love endures forever. Because you are the only one who is our creator. You were, you are, and you'll always be. You never grew older, nor weary. You are the same. You are all-knowing. You are all-powerful. You hold us in the palm of your hand. You know each one of us by name. Before even the word comes out of our mouth, you already know what we are about to say. All our needs are known by you. And we thank you, Father, for the grace and the privilege and the mercy you have given us to be where we are and to be alive. We thank you for the voices that we are able to sing, eyes to see, ears to listen to the sound of music, the tune, the melody. We thank you, Father, for the breath of life each day. We thank you for the food on our table which we can't take for granted. But above all, we give you thanks because of your great love you gave us your son, Jesus. And in whom and through him we have life. Life that is abundant. And Father, you have done great things in our lives in the past. If each one of us, according to our age, we were to look back from the very beginning where we we're just a tiny little baby in the wombs of our mothers, how you cared for us, how you have loved us, how you have protected us, if we were to name these one by one, we will be overwhelmed. And you have promised us that you will be faithful to the very end. So we adore you. No matter what we are facing or what you will be facing, we want to rely on you because you are a dependable God. So receive us just as we are. Be glorified. As we bring ourselves, but also the things that concern us and the things that we see on the screen, we hear the troubles. Lord, hear our prayers. 
in Jesus' name. Amen.